News when you want it with Bloomberg News Now. I'm Dan Schwartzman. As the war in Gaza continues, Egypt has put forth an initial proposal to end the hostilities, which include a ceasefire, a phased hostage release, as well as the creation of a Palestinian government of experts that would administer both the West Bank and Gaza Strip. The proposal, which was worked out with Qatar, has been presented to Israel, Hamas, the United States, and European governments. Neither Israel nor Hamas has commented directly on the proposal, but have not rejected it. The proposal, though, falls short of Israel's goal of destroying Hamas and is unlikely to be agreed to by the terror group as it would be forced to relinquish power. Iran has acknowledged that a senior commander of its Revolutionary Guard, Syed Razi Muzavi, was killed in an Israeli airstrike in Damascus earlier today. Iran's President Ebrahim Raisi says that Israel will pay a price for killing Musavi, who it says was serving as a military advisor in Syria. Ukraine says it has shot down five Russian fighter jets over the past three days, which would constitute the biggest weekly loss of planes for Russia since the start of the war. The New York Times says that analysts and Ukrainian officials attribute the success to the country's use of American Patriot missiles. Meanwhile, Russia claims it has taken control of the town of Marinka on the Eastern Front, which Ukraine has denied. The labor market could be about to weaken if one indicator is correct. Bloomberg's Denise Pellegrini reports. Notices of pending mass layoffs are increasing. I'm talking about notices of pending workforce reductions filed with state officials. The Worker Adjustment and Retraining Notification, or WARN Act, gives advance notice of certain plant closings and mass layoffs. They tend to lead layoffs by about two to three months, and these WARN notices have increased in certain states, including Texas, Colorado, Florida, Michigan, Illinois, Maryland, Wisconsin, and New Jersey. Bloomberg Economics says this year, cooling excess demand for work largely accounted for the slowdown in the labor market, but says in 2024, these WARN notices suggest layoffs will play a larger role. Denise Pellegrini, Bloomberg Radio. Thanks, Denise. Daihatsu is halting shipments and suspending operations as the company deals with the fallout of an investigation that revealed that most of its vehicles weren't properly tested for collision safety. The Toyota subsidiary had its offices in Osaka raided last week by Japan's transport ministry after revelations that the company manipulated results of safety tests dating back as far as 1989. Daihatsu requested a third-party investigation back in April, which found 174 issues had been identified across 64 models. Daihatsu became a wholly owned subsidiary of Toyota back in 2016. Engineering software provider Ansys is said to be weighing options, including a sale. Bloomberg's Charlie Pellet has details. Dan's sources tell Bloomberg that Cannonsburg, Pennsylvania-based company is working with advisors. They say no final decision has been made and ANSYS could opt to remain independent. Now, in a statement, an ANSYS spokesperson said, quote, M&A rumors are not uncommon in our industry and it's our long-standing policy not to comment on them. ANSYS makes simulation software that's used by engineers to help predict how products from rockets to airplanes will work in the real world. Dan? Thanks, Charlie. Maersk will resume shipping through the Red Sea after the creation of a U.S.-led multinational maritime task force to combat the threat from Iranian-backed Yemeni Houthi rebels. The second largest container line in the world, as well as other companies, had begun diverting ships from the Red Sea as attacks increased, including a drone that struck the chemical tanker Chem Pluto on Saturday. Maersk says that while they are resuming sailing into the Red Sea, they won't hesitate to reevaluate the safety situation for its vessels and crews. About 12 percent of all global trade transits 
transits through the Red Sea. Russia continues to pump high levels of crude oil. From December 14th to the 20th, the nation processed 5.65 million barrels of crude per day. Overall, Russia in the first 20 days of December was refining almost 60,000 more barrels per day than in November. Russia, along with its OPEC plus allies, has pledged to cut exports by 300,000 barrels per day till the end of the year, plus another 200,000 per day in the first quarter of 2024. The pledge on export cuts comes on top of voluntary output curbs of 500,000 barrels a day from March 2023 through 2024. That's news when you want it. With Bloomberg News Now, I'm Dan Schwartzman, and this is Bloomberg. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.